when it comes to heating up your business, it's all about making more bacon. And that requires an expert with a particular set of skills. You need a Baconologist. Building authentic connections, online networking, through social selling, relationship marketing, mindset and training. Yeah, that's bacon. Get ready, because we're about to fry up a sizzling success strategy. This is the Bacon Podcast with your host and business Baconologist, Brian Basilico. It's a lot of bees, man. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Brian Basilico, and this is the podcast where you learn to make your business sizzle online. So are you ready to fry up some new business? Hey, peeps. In my last podcast, What's Your Marketing Mousetrap Part 1, I hinted that I was going to outline a system that helps you capture data from visitors in a way that traditional methods are either missing or lacking. I decided that before I devolve the system, I should add a little context as to why it's so important and needed. So this is now going to be a three-part series, so listen next week too. As I mentioned, your website is kind of like a mousetrap. It has food for thought and attracts creatures who sneak in and out. You may be able to see them scurry, but it's hard to trap them, meaning capture data. The goal is not just to capture information and badger people, but to follow their journey to understand their needs and wants and more about how they're using your website to investigate answers to their questions. So let me start out with a little history lesson. The World Wide Web, which is what WWW stands for, was originally developed by CERN, European Organization for Nuclear Research. From 1981 to 1991, CERN made the web protocol and code available royalty-free in 1993, enabling its widespread use. Prior to that, the World Wide Web was entirely indexed by hand. The first popular search engine on the web was Yahoo in 1994. Google adopted the idea of selling search terms in 1998. That sparked the idea every business needed a website if they wanted to be relevant and found on the internet. Then, shortly after that, social media made the internet more communal. In the 2000s, LinkedIn started in 2003, Facebook in 2004, YouTube in 2005, and Twitter in 2006. And those remain the top four, with others trying to jump into the mix with mixed results. In 2007, the iPhone changed the game with apps. But the underlying driving force is still IP, Internet Protocol, based on HTML-driven Internet feeds. Email was a separate thing started in the 1960s, with CompuServe being the first commercial service in 1978. SMTP, Simple Mail Transfer Protocol, was released in 1983, and it started to decentralize email use. AOL was the first real consumer platform in 1991. HTML email began to grow and expand from 2007 to 2011 and has since peaked with the release of free Gmail. 
It's what allowed hyperlinks in emails to redirect back to web pages and such. So let me talk about the squirrel trap. The squirrel is a term that I use for distraction and short attention span theater. If you searched the internet for successful online selling, you'd find plenty of gurus pitching their take on it. Search engine optimization increases web traffic. Build your email list for success. TikTok marketing, Facebook advertising, Google business basics, YouTube dominance, and now chat GPT. You know, I could keep going, but I think you get the point. Or do you? All businesses have one main goal, to make a sale. In the B2B world, this generally requires interpersonal communication, a conversation between a salesperson and a prospect. All of those tactics can generate leads, data, and sales, but there's a caveat. It all assumes that someone sees your stuff at the exact time they're deciding to buy. I believe the best method to really achieve that is through relationship building. The appearance of a relationship is what social media is all about. Yes, you can have friends and groups and connections, but it's more of a mirage than a miracle. Social media companies are selling connections in the form of ads. You can have up to 5,000 friends on Facebook or 30,000 connections on LinkedIn, but the platforms throttle and choose for you who sees your content and how often. We think that the world of 2 billion Facebook users can see our posts, but in reality, it's only 1-2% to of our connections. Could you imagine if you saw posts from all 5,000 or even 500 of your friends when you log in? Your brain would explode, and you probably wouldn't use the platform as often. Add to that messenger apps, which blend social media with personal, and it becomes overwhelming. It's the same for Google. When we search, it ranks relevance for us and serves up what it wants. The biggest players win. If your website had the exact same text as a bigger player, it would choose them because they're more popular. You can buy ads to improve your chances, but it's a bidding process that makes you compete with deep pocket competitors. Email is the only internet option aside from your website that you actually can control and own. You gather names in person or online and choose what to send and how often to send it and what you want them to do. Your call to action. Even better is the user can choose to subscribe or unsubscribe. Businesses use websites and social media to get people to subscribe to their email lists. You might think this is the holy grail of marketing, and it can be when carefully nurtured and targeted. So let me leave you with some final thoughts. There are basically three phases of pre-sales that have to be considered. First, the unknown unknown. People who are scurrying and prodding around your website. With that, analytical 
but no personal data is collected. The known unknown. People who have given you their contact information via email, but you can't track when they return to your website to do so. And finally, the known known. These are subscribers where you can watch what they do and when they do it. The third is generally available when you get someone to create an account and repeatedly sign in. But privacy laws and common decency prevent us from demanding this. The next best thing you can do is get people to sign up for your email and keep them coming back until they're ready to buy. So how can you encourage people to sign up? A join our newsletter pop-up on your website rarely works. Email works better to guide people to the answers to their questions deep inside your website. Then you can prompt them to trade their information for a deeper dive into what's on their minds. At the moment, the iron is hot. In the final part of this series, I'll share how you can use data to track, capture, and prompt conversations that will improve your visit to sales ratio, both of emails and on your website. And yes, social media plays a huge part in this system. Thank you for letting us sprinkle some bacon bits into your brains. Want some more? Learn more about this podcast and our guest experts at baconpodcast.com. Have questions? Send them to askbrian at baconpodcast.com. Until next time, keep sizzling. And remember, it's all about the bacon. <laughs>